Welcome to the Cyber Guy Podcast, your source for engaging cyber education, cyber discussions, and a look at current cyber news and trends with retired FBI Special Agent Darren Mott. Hello, friends. Welcome to a new episode of the Cyber Guy Podcast. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. And I want to thank you so much, if you are listening to this podcast, for putting up with my tardiness in doing the podcast lately. Um, as you may or may not know, uh, I have been doing, uh, by the way, this is episode 114 of the Cyber Guy Podcast. But um, for, since September, I've been doing, was it October? I forget when I started. I think it was September. I've been doing a daily podcast uh, called the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. And so that has kind of honestly taken up a lot of my time as it was in September I started. But um, so I've been doing that every day. And because of that, the prep for that and work and other stuff I'm trying to do, I've kind of let the Cyber Guy podcast kind of... Um, just kind of sit on the sideline a little bit. So I apologize for that. I still have interviews from the cyber um, summit that was here in Huntsville a couple months back in October. So I'm going to do one of those today with Matthew Miller of a company called cyber I'm sorry, Paradigm Cyber Ventures. And I'll talk about what that is in just a bit, but I just want to kind of update you on some stuff that's going on, things we're, we're doing here, what we're doing with the podcast, what's going on with the other podcast, um, just to kind of touch base since it's been about a month since I put out a, a new one of these podcasts. So here we are. Um, as always, um, I do appreciate those who download and continue to listen um, and subscribe and do all that, that fine stuff. Nothing really much has changed on that other than um, timing and planning and stuff on my part. So again, one more time, I'm going to apologize for my tardiness and putting this out, but, but here we are today. So it's been a busy couple months in addition to doing the daily podcast. I've been on Newsmax a couple of times, like every other week, talking something cyber um, wise on some of their, any of the, a variety of their news programs. Um, and so I appreciate them giving me that opportunity. I was back on Fox 5 DC recently and they actually posted this particular clip. We're going to play for you just to kind of show you some stuff I'm doing uh, uh, in addition to like my full-time job and, and you know, all that kind of crap. So this was a thing that, about new iPhone feature it had to do with the whole Apple sharing. Um, I forget what they call it. The, uh, where you tap your iPhones together to get your contact information. So they called me and wanted to talk about concerns about that. So this is me um, on Fox 5 DC recently. From law enforcement to parents, especially about a new feature on iPhones. It may actually create some privacy issues for some children. Please there's a little back and forth as to what exactly this me. does. So you know what AirDrop is, right? Right. So there's this thing called Name Drop now, which allows users to share their contact information, as well as pictures and, and other things on the phone. All you got to do is put the two iPhones together. Right. So people have questions about, is that really all that happens? Is there a mechanism where I can make it stop? Do I have to approve it, et cetera? So we're talking to retired mm. FBI agent podcast okay. host Darren Mod joining us now to tell us exactly what parents should worry about and what they can do. I mean, this was a pretty strong warning from law enforcement, although people in the tech world are saying, wait a second, it's not as dire as it may sound. Right. I think the first problem was it seems like this particular issue came about because of a tick, a viral TikTok video. So that's the first problem. No. Okay. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's really not a big risk, this name drop feature that iOS 17 now has, because in order for it to work, the two iPhones have to come within a couple inches of each other. And then you must yourself accept or send your contact information. It's a contact information sharing feature, kind of like changing business cards, right? Uh -huh. And if you're a business person and you don't want to hold business cards, this makes it very efficient for you to transfer your information to other people, but you have to actively 
allow it to occur. The fact that, or the, the risk they seem to be saying that if you just walk by somebody and they'll pick up your information, it doesn't, it can't work that way. It doesn't work that way. There has to be an interaction. So the risk is really low. Not to say that some bad guy won't figure out a way around it. Right. That could come, but that doesn't exist right now. Yeah. And right. well, let's remember that, airdrop, right? Mm -hmm. Before Apple made some changes to it, people were sitting on airplanes and, and public transportation and receiving explicit pictures and things that they didn't never ask for because people could right. airdrop them to other phones that weren't just your contacts. And then that was a glitch and that eventually got they fixed that. Fixed that. But of course now, but, but there's, there's to no Darren's one. point, you've got to accept it first. Okay. But let's say I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a parent and I have, you know, teen kids. Is there anything, just so we're clear, is there anything about this that I need to be concerned about other than what they've raised, the questions they've raised already, in your opinion? No. No, in my opinion, there's no there's no risk to anyone just pulling information off of your phone with name drop. Certainly, there's other issues like location services and things like that, that that information has leaked out, specifically through apps like TikTok. I mean, if you're worried about name drop, you need to go worry about TikTok first yeah. before you're worried about name now, that's drop. What that's what I wanted to issue. get to. Well, before we go, I mean, you, you dropped that on us. Let's talk about that yeah. because I think a lot of people think that TikTok's just another social media platform. It's innocuous. We've heard about all the data being sold to China, who owns it, ByteDance, et cetera. But let's talk about that location because there is metadata with our pictures, with our videos. It can precisely locate where our child is in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, it, it absolutely does that. And you should go in for your kids' phones and turn off location services. They don't really don't need. I mean, if they're trying to, you know, buy an Uber Eats or something, they may need it for that kind of thing. But you can turn it on and off. But from a parental perspective, your kids probably aren't looking that deeply into their phone for location services. As a parent, I would turn that off just as a safety mechanism, and I'd get rid of TikTok. Okay. I'm about go. to go take care of that. Uh, <laughs> are we going to commercial? I'm going to go take these phones. <laughs> I need to do that. Darren, Ma, we appreciate your expertise here on the DMV Zone. Uh, concise and to the point and definitely yeah. something that every parent should look yeah, into. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm spooked. He got me spooked now about my kids. I mean, social I media is uh, definitely yeah. a double-edged sword. We know that. But anyways, uh, there's still some work there. But well, no, the so there you go. So that was, I appreciate uh, the DMZ zone. The, the two hosts there are Marina Morocco and Joe Claire. I've been on their show a couple times. They're, they're fun. It's an interesting show. It's like an afternoon news show more than anything else. And so it has that, that music underneath. I think it's on one of their alternative channels. I don't think it's on like Fox 5. Well, it's one of their digital channels, but whatever. They've had me on a couple times. I'll be back on Fox 5, I believe, this Friday, the 15th, um, doing a thing in the morning with their morning show. I actually have to come up with a topic for that for them, but I appreciate them getting me back on. So some of the stuff I do there and I do it on Newsmax. I don't have the Newsmax clips because they're a little harder to get to. They don't really post them on their site. I have to actually add them, send me the link. And I'll be honest with you, Newsmax is pretty quick. It's a pretty quick uh, turnaround. Like it's like a minute, it's a minute pop each time. I appreciate Fox 5 DC for giving me a little time to kind of expand on the TikTok. They weren't expecting the TikTok app part of it. So I'm always glad when I can get on there and bash TikTok. Uh, where I can. So let's talk about my interview uh, for this episode. It's with Matthew Miller. Uh, he is the, uh, I believe, owner or CEO created anyway, Paradigm Cyber Ventures. And just from their website, Paradigm Cyber Ventures partners with forward-thinking high schools to implement a proven series of cybersecurity courses that achieve unprecedented success. We have the necessary experience and professional network to implement Paradigm Cyber programs in schools across the country. We have demonstrated that a school district can go from zero to 200 cyber students in a cohort of work-ready professionals in less than three years. Students leave the program having highly 
I'm having earned highly coveted industry certification and demonstrated application of the soft skills that our national corporate partners have identified as critical for success. Many graduates receive full-time job offers right out of high school from top companies. So Matthew was at the National Science Summit in Huntsville and was, was nice enough to sit down and talk to me about this. And this was very interesting to me because as a former teacher and obviously now as a cybersecurity expert, uh, self-proclaimed honestly. Um, this was a great, this is a great program they've put together because honestly, um, with the cyber secure, the cybersecurity skills gap that we have with, with, with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of jobs being vacant across the cybersecurity spectrum, the ability for kids to come right out of high school and go into jobs is fantastic. They don't have to go spend four years at a college. They could get a college degree while they're working um, and not come out of, of college with debt and, and stuff and crazy political opinions, but that's a topic for another episode. But um, I really like what they're doing. I actually want to have him on for a further, a more detailed conversation. Actually doing this podcast right now reminds me to contact him and do a more lengthy interview with him. So this is going to be about a 10 or 15 minute interview that we did real quickly at the Cyber Summit. But I really enjoyed talking with Matthew um, and I, I love what their program is doing. And if you know someone or you are a school district or a teacher, this might be something that your school should look into um, because they have the methodology to do this. And it's a fantastic program for, for kids, especially technically oriented kids who they just love working with computers and this is what they want to do. So give a listen to Matt Miller. And if you have uh, thoughts, comments, or, or anything else about him, let me know, but we'll, we'll talk again afterwards. But here we go. My interview with Matthew Miller. So I'm joined now by Matthew Miller, the owner, <laughs> I didn't ask your title, but with Paradigm Cyber Ventures. So you are the yeah, co-CEO of co -CEO. Paradigm Cyber Ventures. All right. We got talking and uh, Matt's a former superintendent of schools. I'm former teacher FBI. So they were like, hey, let's have a, let's have a discussion. So Matt, tell, tell me about Paradigm Cyber Ventures. Uh, thanks, Darren. So and uh, we really appreciate the opportunity. So we are very, very different and unique. Um, former educator in the Ohio area, uh, my uh, partner and I at Paradigm Cyber Ventures, we uh, started a cyber curriculum slash teacher training program about five years ago. Uh, pretty successful. Uh, two of the teachers are uh, reigning cyber.org teachers of the year. And so um, we're very proud of that, proud of th that fact. Um, but it really came about because of a casual conversation I had with somebody in the area one of our business leaders who said, you should be teaching cybersecurity in high school. And so my first thought of being an educator was, oh, okay, so we're gonna tell them how to be good digital citizens, don't do bad things online, things like that. He's like, no, he says, I own a cybersecurity company and we don't have enough employees and the market is just gonna get bigger and bigger. So took that information, had a couple quick conversations, breakfast meetings, what have you. And so we built out a full curriculum for Cyber 1, Cyber 2, Cyber 3. So essentially sophomore, junior, senior program. Uh, when our kids are finished as 18-year-old graduates, they uh, um, had the opportunity to get CompTIA Security Plus certification as juniors and seniors. And um, we've had tremendous results. Our kids are essentially falling into three buckets. Uh, some of them are getting hired right out of high school with Security Plus certification, making $75,000, $80,000. I don't even tell your audience that. Um, some are going right into uh, colleges in the cyber uh, field, some, some at Purdue, some at some other places. And then our third bucket of kids are kids that are doing both. Businesses want them. Kids still want to go to college. And so uh, these companies are paying for them to go. And so we have about 1,000 kids now nationwide in the program. And uh, 
looking to add more. So how do they get into it? Is this associated with the schools or is it something they do independently? So this is associated with the schools. So we built the curriculum out. We do all the teacher training. We work with the schools to get uh, teacher certification as well, depending on whatever state it comes into. And so um, it's, it's an elective course and um, it's been really, really successful. And we're just here to talk more about it and get um, these kids out. We've literally, Darren, had, had families stop us and say, you're changing the trajectory of our child's life. And when you hear something like that, it's, and you know, with the, with the market now, um, you look at the cyber heat seek map and there's, you know, 660 something thousand open jobs and uh, no one's going to be able to fill that pretty quick. So we're trying to do our best to get that done. And that's great because like, uh, I'm sure a lot of, I, being a former teacher, I'm sure if I was still in teaching, I probably would be very frustrated with the way the schools are going. But having a parent being able to say, you're changing the trajectory of our kid's life, it's right. got to be like, hey, I'm doing the right thing. Thank yeah, God. And that was very reaffirming for us. And it was one of the things that my partner, Keith Coney, and I um, have said that when you hear that from families, how do you not want to do more of it? Right. That? So this morning I had two kids sitting here. One, well, he wanted to be in cybersecurity. I'm not sure if they stopped at your booth yet, but so he's, his name was Andrew. Do you he, remember what school he was from? James Clemens. Yes. Yeah. So he yes. was, he's in, he was like, how do I get into cybersecurity? And I'm like, well, I, I said, get as many, you can start getting certifications now. You can start studying and get those at net plus or security plus certification because that will push you further down the road. So you already have a program designed to do that, which is great. Cause I, I, I agree. I even told him, you don't have to go to college. Right. Now you can, you certainly can. Right. And a lot of, a lot of, and here's where the problem is. Cause I, I do a lot of hiring for the company I work with and let me rephrase that. So the company does hiring and trying to convince my boss is this guy doesn't have a four-year degree, but he has what we need to do is, is it's hard to get past some of, there's just some reluctance there from old school hiring people. Like, oh, no four-year degree. I guess right. we can have that. And you don't even know a two-year degree, right? I have a great story for that if I can. Yeah, so, please. Uh, some of our kids that have come through the program, um, we partner our school districts up with businesses for mentorships and internships. That's part of the program. So as 17 and 18 year olds, they get to do that. So one of our partners is U.S. Bank. I'll drop them. They just, they, they're one of our uh, uh, companies that work with our kids. And so we took uh, some of our students down to their sock and um, sitting around the table and one of the VPs comes in and, you know, thinks it's going to be like, just like a sort of a pep talk to a bunch of high school kids, no big deal, blah, blah, blah. So he's sitting around and all of a sudden the kids are asking him questions and they're dropping all the acronyms and all the important things about cyber and this guy's face just kind of goes pale gets on his phone texts other people and they come into the room and he's like all right kids say, say the same things you just said so they're talking about things that are very high level that they're not used to hearing from high school kids so u.s bank as an example had a policy that they're not going to hire anybody in the cyber that doesn't have a degree on the spot hr um, got a visit from from the vp at u.s bank and said okay these kids are way far ahead than the college kids that we have now in the program. We need to change our policy. So if you go to U.S. Bank now, they change their policy based on the kids that we had in our program. I can't say any better than that. Um, again, we're not Paradigm Cyber Ventures. We're not a um, uh, vendor, so to speak. We are educators who are just trying to fill a, a need. So how does that how does it work? If a school wants to do your program, how do yep. they? What is? I mean, how do you integrate that with the schools? That's a great that's a great question. So what we do is usually it's um, we usually talk to either an ed leader or a superintendent, sometimes a teacher or a principal that has an interest in this, and we talk about the program. So again, it's a full 
three-year program with curriculum, with teacher certification, but honestly, we do a needs assessment. So we have a needs assessment that we go through with the district. Do they have the right leadership? Do they have the right vision? We just don't want anybody to do it if they're not going to put um, what's needed behind it for the success of the kids. So our needs assessment tells us a lot. Um, there's no special technology that's needed. Um, we use the cyber ranges that are available um, to kids nationwide and specifically um, in certain states as well. Um, but really, we just work hand in hand with the district to say, where are you at now? What have you done in cyber? And then we either give them a full um, package or we work with them to tailor it for the needs of their kids. So, okay, so the, the school doesn't do the classes. They do do the classes. They do do the classes. Oh, okay. We train their teacher up. Uh, usually there might be somebody that might have a computer science background or a math background. They don't have to. As, as you know, Darren, if, if a teacher is cyber certified, they're not going to be teaching very long. Uh, they're yes. doing something else. Right. So right. Um, we, some of our biggest successes have come from what I would say are non-traditional backgrounds. So one of the cyber.org teachers of the year, Ben Doherty, he came out of the uh, math world in high school, which kind of makes a lot of sense. And he had a passion for technology. But one of our greatest stories is uh, a young lady named Mariah Walker, who's a teacher, and she's the reigning cyber.org teacher of the year. And she was a middle school English teacher who had a passion for technology. But what you really need, what Ben and Mariah have, but also the other teachers that we're working with in states across the country is you have to be a kid magnet. If mm-hmm. you're a kid magnet, we can train you up in the cyber side of things, um, but we need somebody that kids are going to want to flock to and want to learn from. And so that's probably been the most uh, rewarding piece of this is finding those people that have a passion for cyber that can translate that with kids. Have you found any states that are going to a more cyber-focused overall holistic curriculum like for here if you go if you run down the road from here or up the road i guess there is a cyber school it's actually it's a mega school alabama yeah you know so i i've seen more states trying to embrace that and come up with that kind of centralized everything we're going to talk about here is cyber technology oriented with some of the basics thrown in but just going to focus more on that we haven't seen it where it's been wholesale like it is just up the road here um we are working with talladega schools uh in alabama uh, but we haven't seen states say it's going to be all cyber with other things sprinkled in, but we've started to see some states put a focus. South Dakota just did this. They'll put a focus on cyber uh, in a program similar to ours. Um, the states that we're working with now, we're open to any. Uh, predominantly are New York, New Jersey, California, Florida, Texas, um, Alabama, of course, too. But um, And we're picking up some more. And there's an in- some interest, too, in the uh, DMV, D.C. area. Do the states have to do something to specially incorporate it into their state curriculum? Yeah, that's a great story, too. So this is so brand new for school districts. And the only thing that moves slower than K-12 school districts are uh, higher education uh, colleges and universities. And so we have not had any deal breakers in terms of getting teachers certified. You have to be a little bit creative. Sometimes you can code it as math. Sometimes you can code it as computer science. But ironically, and I think this is a good story to tell, too, sometimes in the public education sector, you know, this being a teacher, you can't get legislation to move very quick. You can't get um, changes at the Department of Education really quick. But what you can do is when you're starting a cybersecurity program and you talk about what it means for the state and the community and the businesses, and you have one of your businesses, call the state legislator and say, look, this is going to be a really good program and I need the talent and I need the kids. Uh, can you make this happen? It usually happens overnight. It's kind of ironic how um, those businesses, business leaders can, can kind of shake things up and make things happen quick. We've had no, we've had no roadblocks. So what's the, uh, what's the future of your 
business look like? Uh, we're, we know that we are going to be really, really busy. And I think that's part of the reason um, why we're here, so we can talk to uh, more places that need the talent, that want to get the talent, and that want to partner with us. So you find you can't find the talent either from what you're doing? Uh, we can find the talent. <laughs> it's just We're just ramping up really, really fast. That's the problem. And that's a good problem to have. Cool. So, so yeah. how do people? So how do people find out more about you? Uh, I guess the easiest way would just go to paradigmcyberventures.com, and there's a, a contact information there. Um, on the socials, we're at paradigm cyber underscore. Or I'm sorry, at paradigm underscore cyber. Uh, but really, just reach out to the website paradigmcyberventures.com. You're not on TikTok, are you? No. Okay, good. Okay. Never. That 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 have been a deal breaker I, for me. That's, that's one of the things that I say to, <laughs> to uh, kids and to uh, districts when we're in there: get rid of your TikTok accounts. Yes. Probably too late for some of them, but yeah, we don't do that. Yeah, the one kid that was sitting here, he was the one who wanted to be in cybersecurity. He had it. The one who didn't want to be in cybersecurity didn't. And, that's and I, I told him, I go, "You need to get rid of it like you need tomorrow." To get, exactly. It might be too late, but yeah, yep. you need to get rid of it tomorrow. All right, Matt. Right. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, Darren. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks. So once again, I want to thank Matt Miller for coming on and talking to me at the National Cyber Summit in Huntsville. Um, it was a really good conversation. I hope to have a longer conversation with him down the road. Uh, one thing I'm looking to do over the next couple of weeks with this podcast, Cyber Guy Podcast, is to put more of these out. I still have a couple more interviews. I'm, I'm working on getting some some longer form interviews with some some recently retired FBI friends. Talk to them about what they're doing, what they did in the bureau, stuff like that. Um, as always, I'm always open to suggestions, thoughts, and comments on the podcast. You can hit me up, Darren at thecyberguy.com. Cyber spelled C-Y-B-U-R. The better place to find me is at my LinkedIn profile, linkedin.com slash IN slash Darren Mott. I tend to put content up on there every day. Had a conversation with a scammer on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago and posted that. It's always entertaining to read those kind of things. And they still are hitting me up every day. If you're on LinkedIn, you get these these messages from these these people, and they're always women, who want to want to Become friends because we're very. I'm very knowledgeable for some reason. I'm an expert in my field, according to them. Um, and it's always bogus pictures. It's always bogus profiles. It's always humorous. And I try to play along with them for a while to out them. But um, there's one up there that I posted a little while ago that is, is particularly humorous. So just look for discussion with a scammer part two. So you can look for that on my LinkedIn stuff. I also have a sub stack that I just started about two months ago. So I'm trying to write at least once a week on there, some topic of interest to me that I can expand on that I don't have time to talk about on the daily podcast or even on this podcast. And so it kind of goes into more depth there. It's more for discussion making to have conversations with folks about different topics and provide my opinion on things. And so it's at uh, cyberguy.substack.com, cyber spelled C-Y-B-U-R. Uh, you can find it there. Um, you can find me on Instagram, but Instagram sucks. I don't do much on there. So probably not worthwhile if you're not an Instagram person. I am on Facebook. Uh, I do have a profile on X, uh, which is the cyber guy on X. So you can kind of find that there if you want some content from there, but it's usually content you can find on LinkedIn. So if you're doing it on LinkedIn, you don't really necessarily need to go anywhere else. So that's enough self-promotion for this one podcast. Uh, with that, I want to thank you for taking the time to download, to continue to listen, to continue to support the podcast. Um, obviously, I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. I'm doing this as a passion project and hopefully... Uh, hopefully you are continuing to enjoy it. Hope you enjoyed the rest of your week. Know that knowledge is protection. If we can understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risks. Proceed wisely. As always, reach out if you have thoughts, comments, questions. Happy to talk to anybody. Thanks again. Enjoy the remainder of your week. Stay cyber safe. <laughs> <laughs>